accidentally saw a flyer and 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 I don't know whether I call him Z or this <laughs> motherfucker has so many names. He but he's talking about Zeke. You know Zeke is always on the show with me, you know. But I saw a post on a group and I, I saw it and, and and me and my, my friend Reese, we uh we I'm leaving. I've been leaving for like three months and something keeps keeping me here. It gets aggravating after a while because I'm like, yo, I gotta go. But I've been going through these things where, like, I've been going through these R&B karaoke, listening to poetry and stuff like that. Stuff that when I lived here, I didn't get a chance to do because I was doing so much mainstream stuff. Wow. And like, I'm a hip hop head, like my heart, even though I worked in a mainstream. Uh, platform, people mistaking me, but I'm like, man, I'm two years out of radio. I'm fucking slapped in the face if you say something. Like, before I was protected license. My only license is what matters. I, I protect that very well. So, I'm kind of excited that I'm seeing open rank stand up comedies, like all different RB links, like things that in my career I didn't get to have. And I, it's it's a bravery thing at the end of the day. Like it's it's a lot to stand in front of people. Like oh yeah, like I just did it myself, and I'm like sometimes no. you don't know what you're gonna say. Yeah. You have your set, but you don't know how the crowd's gonna take it, yeah. or if you're just gonna like like you're a celebrity here in El Paso. So it's like you're performing in front of a celebrity, and it's like, well, am I gonna mess up my set? Am I gonna be offensive? <laughs> or am I gonna like what I do? You just gotta go up there and do it. Well, the way that I always looked at it. If you look at my career, my career is behind a microphone and four walls and luckily I never had to, for the majority of my career, had to see anybody except the people that was in the studio with me. But when it came to concerts, and then I ended up being in a concert promoter while I was on the radio and I had to go on stage and I had to do that. So the secret is, I never said it, so I'm just telling you for the first time. People that know me know this story. So everybody that knows me knows that I have undeniable stage fright. Like my stage fright, yes, man. Like as a DJ, as a performer, as anything. So when I was working at Power One Two, I have my anxiety, but I never, but I live with it. So you can sit up there and be like, and use that as an excuse. Well, uh, people they know that they thought I was just an outgoing guy, and I never been outgoing. I 
I don't want to call myself an introvert. I'm not an introvert because I love people, right. but I don't like a lot of people. And I was thrown on the biggest stage in El Paso's history. I was a power jam thousand it was right before 9-11 and it was at uh, the Sun Bowl I just moved back to El Paso and the Sun Bowl we did a show there and uh, John Candelario which is our PD he was like we're gonna and we did Ja Rule Shanti and all this was right when Ja Rule and the Shanti became mega store we had B2K blah 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 Dottie White Angels and we, we had everything for everybody, and everybody saw a full sumbo. I didn't know talking for a crowd. Well, I wasn't expected to. My job was something else. Just to play music? No, my job wasn't even that. I was a driver that year. No way! <laughs> so, like, so I was around the artists, but yeah, I was driving. <laughs> None of the on-air personalities, they get out there, they're like, yo, I remember the, the opportunity of what made who have, who have was this opportunity. John Condelaria said, who, I need you to get on stage, man. These motherfuckers is acting up. No way. I said, I, and I jumped on stage, I, just because I used to rap before. I was a rapper and a producer back in the 90s type stuff. All so here I, in El Paso? No, no, no. So I jumped on stage, and then people, and then my voice, I hate it. I hate my voice. That hint of raspiness? It's because I smoke cigarettes. You know what I mean? And I had this accent that I can't get rid of, and I had all this stuff. I'm not from New York. People were like, I'm from New York, and I'm like, no, I'm a DMV dude. But. If you're from the north of the Mason Dixon, yeah, everybody has that. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't know I had one. I never knew I had one. You and my wife was like, where do you get this accent where you're living in El Paso? And I was like, well, I never gravitated to change. I should talk like a Texan or I should talk like Hispanic. I should be either one. Do you and speak Spanish though since you've been in El Paso this long? See, so it doesn't matter. I don't speak. It doesn't matter. But, I wish I could. Oh no, I understand it. I understand oh, yeah. like the I understand the derogatory shit Ooh, that yeah, yeah. Gets bad words right. always stand out. Yeah, you, you say some shit. That's I went to Bell at high school, so I got that. Right here in El Paso. I, I, I get El Paso. Like I, I, I grew up here, uh, moved away, came back, that's when I started doing radio. Well I did radio DJ Mark X was going to put me on. Yeah, so when I got me put on. Yeah. So it's basically for you, your career started off just being at the right place at the right time? No. Chance and opportunity? Oh, no, it was no opportunity. Really? Nah, well. You went from driving to. Yeah, okay, so let's finish that story. Okay. <laughs> I fucking destroyed that shit to come back to going back to the same thing. And they still. Hey, hold They still. Didn't give me my own show, it went for somebody else. So they ended up going with Chris Chavez, rest in peace. Uh, they went with Chris Chavez, and I still did the same thing until 2000. I started traveling, I was the make show I did the make show, and I was the number one make show person in the Southwest. I had numbers that nobody else ever had on the weekend. 
so I always go with that. And I got to travel on people in Indiana's fucking It wasn't until he got flying. And he goes across the street at one of four, and then they were like, uh, and they looked at me. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man, being black, it, but it is what it is. I understand culture. So culture to me is that I went to Bella High School, and Bella, the area called Heights in the Heights, Heights in the Heights. Was none of black people and Hispanics. Okay. And one white family. That was it. And we were black the whole time. We were just black ass people. We see some trolls. We get to fight with them and keep them moving, but we didn't hate each other. Until we leave that. I don't know how it is now, but that's what it was. And um, being black, I never knew being black. <laughs> Because you can succeed. That's, you know, the radio station told me, yeah, you know, you have to have a Hispanic name and all that for the people here to understand you. And I was like, no, fuck, I don't. Pooh was a name that was given to me by a friend in high school because my name is Yohanse and it's a West African name. And people here, they just didn't pronounce it right. And I just rather you call me something else than fuck up my name. Exactly. That's all I do. So everybody, I ended up going to Hanks right down the street. And it was like white people and all this shit I ain't never really seen. And I was like, man, I'm just gonna go right and I was good with it, but I told Patty Beans and them, I said, I'm, you're not going to call me fucking none of that shit. You're going to call me Pooh when you won. I said, I'm going to be I said, and everybody's going to know who I am, and I'm going to be dope. And everybody doubted me. They doubted it. But, and then you just climbed the charts. No, I didn't oh. climb shit. This is what happened. Well, in radio, radio is a diary. Well, back in the day when I first started, it's a diary-based business. So the way they get advertisement is on ratings, just like TV. But TV gets ratings like every two to three days. With radio, it takes three months. So you have to do like a job, like for instance, um, January, February, March is your winter day. And you have to kill it without knowing where you stand. Then you still gotta wait another month to get the diary back, which is all the ratings and the demo. Well, there was a, a radio DJ here back in, back in you mean bloody knuckles from Steve Crosby. Steve Crosby was legendary. Radio DJ. Nobody was the greatest guy in the world. Oh, I don't know. I met him, but I was like, when it comes to this game, I don't care. So, I don't. I'm competitive. Like, I. I'm not cocky, but I will tell you how it is. Like, you have to. You, have to. you don't. Nobody else is going to do that. The support will right. come the same way. That's how I looked at it. And you lose friends. 
sitting in the meeting and they said everybody gets one and kind of a fruit. Well, I have four no, fucking books with the same on Facebook for a whole year. I become man. something. <laughs> I didn't know I was anything. I just thought I was this black dude that was on the radio and nobody cared. So when did you find out you was the it factor? 2005. Four. We had a new boss, a whole new team, except for, you know, King Lee Fuentes dipped to Dallas, so slow motion comes, rest in peace again. Slow motion comes in, so it's me, slow motion, Patty Did you see what he does with that first fucking book? The time that I felt that I was somebody is when Jim Paul, Jim Paul is this multi-millionaire here, that owns a furniture company and all this no stuff. Place, no that finances, no all power no Okay. He lost. And they call me <laughs> 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 No, at the end, it almost looks like he lost at the end, but before he can do shit, he And I'm sitting there like this. And they value my opinion. So that power there made you Little Wayne. Little Wayne been in El Paso. Nobody knows it, but I quote Little Wayne, Ludacris. Uh, mystical. That crowd was phenomenal. It was a great crowd. It was at Cold State. But it was great. Like, up was on some summer jam shit. Like, it was just so everywhere. And mystical. Yeah, the concert was the concert was crazy and me and Mark X was the ones that hosted it. They didn't cheer for nobody but me. Stop it. I swear to God. I swear to God. Nobody cheered. Everybody that was on the radio and it was so funny because I hosted that whole show and I thought they looked they used me to do it. And then everybody wanted to take the accolades on introducing the the uh, main act. They take me and Mark off stage and Patty oh, shit, yeah. ass and everybody comes yeah. out there. Uh, 
me and Mark were in that grass, and I was sitting there with all the mix show DJs, and I said, and I told everyone of them, Ray Naughty Boy, Eddie Wentz, Wanda Wanda's Rojas, Mark Edwards. And I never forgot that. To this day, you can talk to Jason and that ever worked at Power. They're going to they're gonna say my name and they're going to be like, no, nah, who fought for it? And I, I, I fought for the big show. I didn't care. About the mainstream. I am. I can't grow up. Well, when you keep, yeah, and when you keep that type of energy, you keep that energy. You, you can't, you can't lose, man, because people can be fake all day. I've never been fake a day in my life, and I don't know how. If I don't like you, I'm just gonna walk by you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they don't do that here. They gotta do extra stuff. They can't just. Let bygones be bygones. It's like they want to throw jokes away. They want to disrespect. They want to go into Facebook posts and, and say bad stuff. Why? Yes, thank you. But I actually saw, like, I seen a, a, a group of black women going out here. I'm married to a black woman. I, I'm like, I, I don't want to be the guy that sings that I'm pro black. I'm not pro black. I'm pro human. We need that first. And I'm a human, I, I, I believe in Malcolm X's theory. When he left the Malcolm X nation of Islam, because I was, I was probably saying it's true. So people look at me and they're like, oh, and I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not the victim. But what I am going to be, yeah, I'm going to be that guy that don't care because I will invoke violence into whatever the hell I'm saying right. if you're not listening. Right, right. And I'm not the Martin Luther King. I actually did a TikTok because the question was, what is something that would piss old black people off? Oh, yeah, that's going around, yeah. I said, Generation Z, there are bigger rebels than anybody in the 60s and uh, 50s. You're not afraid. I'm not saying, I'm not taking nothing away what happened. I understand civil rights, but I also understand that the same black people that champion Martin Luther King, all those other ones that talk proper, and you took, and you shunned the dude that came out of prison that had the same shit to say, but he had a different philosophy. And because everybody else is Baptist off of a fucking slave religion. No, you're good because it's like back in the day it was like it was peace. We got protest peacefully, peacefully, peacefully. And we have them. We've done it all many times. And nothing happens. But now when we start. Joe Biden gave us a motherfucking holiday and we asked for money. Juneteenth? We are. Fuck that shit. First of all, half the people don't even know what the fuck Juneteenth is. Juneteenth is the last day for slaves in Galveston, Texas. Slavery was already abolished. And they didn't know. Nobody knew and they Nobody didn't. Told Texans them. weren't going to tell them. And it took a ship to come here. So it's not, it, to me, it's nothing to fucking celebrate. I'm sorry. And so, so, and then I'll say Joe Biden, Gave us that. But you signed a fucking Asian app. And see, when you go into comedy or radio or stuff like that, you have to use your platform. And it's more than just being 
funny or that is true. That is your, true. Your, your job is to be funny. That is true. Your job is supposed to be funny. Like, what do you usually get platforms for? Yeah. And a lot of us are scared to use our platforms because we're worried about the crowds, we're going to lose, we're going to have fans later. But there's no such thing as cancel culture. I don't believe in it. And I'll, I'll, I'll even talk about the. Uh, the situation with Dave Chappelle. I said, you know, the, sad, the saddest part about Dave Chappelle is that he's from Mark. And you know, I grew up my whole, the reason why I got tough skin is because, man, you got roasted, you get, bro. Oh my God. You get roasted by old. your family, yeah. strangers, yeah. your church. Whoever, wherever you at, you getting roasted by somebody. Somebody talking shit to you. And it's And culture. then you either going to have a clap back, or you just going to sit there and cry. That's it. It's culture, man. I had I have a lot of family in New York, and I used to hate. All right, so I used to, I used to hate to go to the Bronx. Right? Oh, a lot, my family lived in the Bronx, and I had a lot of family in Brooklyn. So a lot of the, the Jamaican family, the people from the South all live in the Bronx. Yes. They were the ones that talked a lot of shit. Yeah. They, they were just, because they were older. You got to understand, I'm second generation. I'm 48 years old. And I am the second youngest of that generation. Yeah, because all of my cousins are like 56. No, they're 60, 70 years old right now. They're old. I'm not old. My mom had me. And my mom's virtually young. She probably turned like 76 or something. And. She's young to her sister. She's the only living person left because she has like ten sisters, and they're all dead because they're old. They were old. They were old as fuck. So yeah, they live, and so I grew up a certain way. And even though that I didn't, you know, I I believe black people don't age the same way as everybody else. Yeah, and the only reason I even have fucking five o'clock shadow because I, 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 like I said, I, I go through the depression, but I don't go through the depression. And I have to explain this, and when everybody sees it and they see how I act up, I have to act up to control my depression. So, yeah, because if I bottled it, yeah, I'd be dead. Explode, or it's worse than probably do something that you're not supposed to do. And I'd rather just. My career, I talk shit. Same thing as you. All you're doing is talking shit. You made fun of that boy. Just because you tried to look around and see what the fuck I can attack real quick so I can just create a narrative. I might do the same thing, but I'm just. My wife roasted me on the Wednesday. We were getting. Yeah. Because we make. We wrote our own. Wow. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, yeah. We clown. I no. got married in the courthouse. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, we were in a museum. We believe in religion. I don't believe in religion. So, we're in a, a museum in Montana. We only invited 50 people and 200 showed up, but I don't want But I'm not a celeb. You got that celeb money, yeah. You don't have the celeb money, but you got the celeb status. And fuck that status. In El Paso, come on. You know how one is the girl. I've never used it. So, we were sitting there. 
And I'll never forget, I put on there, I was like, you will support me to all of you. I got out. No, I gave it because of what she said. So I said, yeah, I will, you will support me in my journey as a but her rebuttal was, I will support you as a stand-up comedian, even though you're not playing well. And the whole place started laughing. They ain't laughing, I just said it. And I heard she kept the straight face with them, dead in my eye. Never, never went out of character. And I was looking at her and I said, fucking bitch, like in my head. And I was like, you were saying right now, what the fuck did you fucking upstage me on that? She didn't say nothing the whole time. And that was her one clap back. And that one clap back, I said, well, I might not be funny. I might not really. The stage is where they make a break, so yeah. Yeah, and that was a big stage for me. So I was like, damn. And she, like, if she was, like, sitting in the audience dead, this and shit like that, I probably wouldn't know how to react because I already understood. I watched a lot of comedians. As a matter of fact, I was just telling Reese. I don't know where he went. I told Reese. I told him. You know, APR Crockett. I met see, There was this award show back two thousand five, two thousand six. It was called the Radio Music Awards. It was one of the biggest awards. It was even uh, uh, It was a big award. Okay, not really even for an award, but I knew I was gonna win because it was Ryan Seacrest and uh, 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 flags and all these people on there. Yeah, but I was on there. And I thought. Hey man, hey. Nah, nah, I didn't. Uh-uh, I didn't rep no fast. So I rep me. I was like, nah. I was like, because I wasn't even full half yet. I was still full one. Okay. And uh, I, <laughs> I had this energy that because uh, all the people that I met that night, the first night, it was a three-day event and then the board show. And so we were there doing interview, radio interviews with all the radio stations uh, in the nation. You know, I got to interview like Raven Simone, Paul Coleman. I got pictures and shit like that with all these people. And I, the thing was that we were doing all this we met Cat Williams. Cat Williams was with Cat Williams. We did the interview with Cat Williams. He ain't did shit since Friday. So everybody was looking at him like he was a pimp. Because like, after all of this stuff, he hung out at Steve's Dallas. That was me and three other radio DJs. And we hung out with Cat. Cat, a brilliant person. Like, brilliant. Well, at the same time, the, the girl I was with, uh, she was another radio DJ. Her name was Gustavo. Oh, and that she was out of Fayetteville. Carolina. Well, her best friend was Avion Crockett, and Avion Crockett was nobody. He was a rapper. Okay. I don't know if I should say this. I don't know if I should say this. You already on the line. He was a rapper trying to make it. I did not know that. He moved out to L.A. Remember, these two are best friends, so he hung out. We, we all hung out. And Avion 
think that Jay, that Jay Z bit he does, he, that's I think his claim to fame. He was doing it then, and I used to be like, oh, bro, you really had a mannerisms down. It's not the voice, it's the mannerisms. And he did that shit in front of Cat, and Cat was like, oh my god. And so, Cat Williams was like a big ass chain that was a Dipset chain, because, you know, Dipset made him, Cameron in there made him one of him. And I'm just bugging out. I'm sitting with him, 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 and then here comes Mike, Mike Evans. I didn't even know who he was. Not that time, no. But he was just a strange dude from Ohio. All of them. And I thought it was amazing I when I watched it. Cat Williams and I can tell you each show got better and better and better. But I was, I was a big fan of him. Way before anybody was a fan of him. Like he was skinny. Back in his hat back days. Before that. I was a fan way before that. The first time I ever saw him was, was on Def Comedy Jam. That's right. And I was barely 18. They should in the beginning. Not that far in But what made Dave Chappelle funny is that he could give you punchline in the very beginning, build the story to the narrative that he's talking about. With a straight right over here, he's that punchline he gave me and runs all the way over here at the end. And so I I really did pay attention to technique and comedy because I was always trying to understand what makes the most what my favorite comedian was Eddie Murphy. So and I was like thirteen years old when I first really like I was there, I went to the movie theater to watch Raw. So when I saw Raw I was like done and then I went back and listened to Delirious and all this other all of his other older work, even though everybody knew him from Saturday Night Live. And I'm surprised that Eddie is going around and I said Eddie Lake, my friend. Like, you know, Mr. Murphy. He's going around and he's apologizing. Yeah, but you know that and I don't think it warrants uh, an apology because at that time, that's what was funny. It's because it of the wording that he used that was, you know, and I, I'm saying this as reference, I don't believe in these words, but like a lot of, in Raw, he used the word faggot a lot. But he didn't use, see with black people, we turn negatives into positive. We use negative. We say nigga like if it's a term. Exactly. And that's why a lot of people don't understand why people use that word when it was brought up in history. But yeah, we took that word and we took it and made it out. Right. And so a word like faggot stuff like that. You say things that don't hurt us anymore. It didn't reflect on gay people. Or you know, people be like, yo, you're gay. Yeah, you know, you got to look at the turnaround of the word. But I get it. I understand. The usage of it, and I don't use those words, but I do use the N word because it is culture, and I try to weed it out. Yeah, but I try to weed it out too because it's just, it, it gives, it opens the gate of a whole bunch of questions. Why can't I use it? Because it ain't for you. It wasn't for you. You create, how the fuck did you fucking create a word and then be mad because you took that bitch from you? So, 
I don't even call white people white people. I call white people and I spell it out Y T. So I don't get That's fucking mad. Yeah, I don't. Oh, and the natives started calling them colonizers. Colonizers. Oh, you're offended, but you was fine with all this other shit. So, but you're mad because the natives changed the narrative, just like they did the N word, and then they said, "Hey, well, well, well you know, you call us." Because I'm not gonna call. I, you know, I haven't called somebody a, a Indian since I was 13, and the only reason why is because of my culture. And so, when you look at Jamaicans and you look at Geechees and all them. It's the same thing, and you know, it, it, my mom's from Georgia, so that area of natives is still a, a descent of Navajo and stuff like that. So when you look at it, like there was, there's a philosophy right now that black people were here before. <laughs> So, and then I started to stuff up and I see a lot of it The whole theory of language, the whole uh, Jack Sparrow and all that, they're black. Because the pirates were black. I looked at pictures. Black dudes, reds, look crazy, gold teeth. My teeth are permanent, so it's like I don't feel bad about what I have. It's just like the crown act. The crown act, your hair right now, five years ago, you couldn't have your hair like that before. But now you can because you have to write a rule about that person. It is hair, something simple as hair. No, but black women is different. Black, black women create. Like, white women want to ask, why can't I wear cornrows? It's not for you. It wasn't ever for anybody. That was a map to get motherfuckers out of fucking South and get them up north in Canada. And it was a map. That's why when you look at cornrows design, it was, it was a fucking map. White people were smart. But now we're telling them on TikTok, hey, you want to wear a sister? We're not going to call you sister. No, no. And, and I don't, I don't call, I can't call you sis. And the reason why is out of respect because a, a black woman to me is is my mother, and so I have to treat her like that. You know what I'm saying? I gotta treat black women differently. Some people don't particularly like it. And the first thing they say is color lines and all that. And I'm like, we didn't create that. We understand. You know, when Malcolm X taught after he came back from the pilgrimage of Mecca, he didn't fight for black women. He fought for humans. That's what I began I need to fight for human rights. I don't need to fight for my right or black. Human rights is basic. It's a basic thing that everybody should have. And so when I don't be my friend on Facebook and stuff because I might be a very offensive person towards everybody, and it's because I believe. Yeah, I don't do radio no more, nor I never want to go back. So now that you're not, what are you doing? I have a podcast. I have a blue episode. I don't know. 
Yeah. I have the Blu-ray show. It. It's about one hundred and one thousand. No, one hundred one thousand subscribers. Oh wow! That's nothing. I'm trying to get to a million. I can't. It's hard. But it's an extension of what I did. But I wanted my own cast, so I have my cast. And I have my wife. My wife for ten years of radio. If my wife was a professional, she speaks like a fucking person. You call it, it's a computer, she can talk like that. So, I learned. This is why I said the importance of black women is because they kind of mind to be here. And that like, comes from love because there's no love. Oh no! When I watched you on stage, the thing, the thing that was interesting was your posture. So yeah, your posture was straight. Like you didn't have, even on your head, you might have had all kind of doubts going on. You didn't show. So that's what was funny. I was like, talking shit. Five people in here talking shit. And the bad part is I didn't want to attack. Next week, like you gotta, you yeah, know, next week I got you. Right. You're you're genius, like Jerry Barnes and all. Like Jerry is my friend, and, and when, I, when he came in, but I had him on my part. And it was a, it was a high rated show because we bumped heads naturally. And yes. it, it worked. And it was funny that Mark and my wife were just sitting there like, What the fuck is going on with these two? We were just going at it. I would love to have you on when we started the season. We just, we just wrapped up our third season. But. Yeah, man. Any, any, any help to me? Thank you. I, I can do that. I can Thank do that. That's good. That's good. That's, that's all that matters. That's that's. As soon as you lose your identity, man, it's done. It's done. It's done. I don't do drugs. Like. I drink. That's no, no, no. I drink. I, I used to smoke a lot of weed, and I got sick, and I can't. You know, so I do edibles. I, I, I barely started drinking for three years. And, and it was because of health issues. It's funny to me because 
everybody around me drug addicts, except for Mark. Me and Mark always stay, we were always focused. We were always focused on a, on a, on a bigger prize. We were never looking at right now. But that's probably why what you're telling me, like, I wasn't a celeb. I was just a voice for people. <laughs> so I was the only one that power to four doing removal. Northeast, like by uh, Devil's Triangle. And they're like, well, they're gonna wanna do a removal and everybody was like, no. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck y'all doing? And so I'll go do the remote and be cool. That's why I was number one. I wasn't number one because I fucking came to the West Side. Because you went to the heart of the people, you met the people where they was at. The ones that listened, that called in and was like, I would bring in, I would bring in schools like Jefferson, Bowie, Austin, Castle High, uh, Irvin, Andrews. I would bring those schools that nobody would have brought in any other time because it wasn't the, 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 the white passion Mexicans or the, you know, it wasn't them. Dark-skinned Mexicans, dark-skinned Spanish, dark-skinned Puerto Ricans, or whatever, and then it was black people, and I, I put that on the radio. I'm on a pilot, Jetty. I never explained. Some, a newspaper interviewed me, and I shitted on the El Paso Times so bad. On the radio, I did, because they interviewed me, twisted my words, because they wanted me to be apologetic about or explain why I did what I did, and I said, no, I never explained it. Good old man to explain it. If you understand it, then that's what it was. I give a fuck about y'all, and I he went on the radio. being authentic. Yo, but I went on the radio and said, El Paso Times, all they do is write articles and can't spell. Learn how to spell first. You can't even spell they my fucking real name, man. They got Fucking idiots. Well, luckily none of them were there no more. But, it's all good. It's all good. but no, the people, and it was this black girl with a big ass afro. She didn't like black people, man. And I told her, I was like, why don't you like black people? And That's she was so like, hey, be killing them. And she was like, well, you know, you come off as a, a ghetto person. And I said, define ghetto. Define ghetto. And she was like, you know, Project Living. I'm like, God, I'm not a project. I'm from Project that's a good What do you mean I'm sitting in a platform that you don't even have that you're trying to write? Because you have to interview me. That wasn't all in the interview. That wasn't in On Prince. Because I said, you're interviewing me. I'm not interviewing you. I don't even know who the fuck you are. That's what I told I don't even know who you are. But I see a black woman. I said, yeah, I'll do the interview. But if you're going to be like that, I said, but if you're going to talk to me like that, I was like, this is what I have to say, and I said what I said, and it just went to resonate, and I was it, and I sat up there, and I said, okay, the interview's done, and she was in the studio, so you have a good day, and I went back to my show, and I said, you're just not going to disrespect me, even though you might think, because that radio shit gets you, like, I have to protect the license, so I can't say what I want to say. Exactly. You can't catch me in the street. No, you should never be caught off guard. No, you don't you want to You can't catch me in the street. No, I'll ask you. I'll ask you. I'll be like, yo, yeah. what the fuck was the problem that you said? No, I did ask her that. She was like, you know, 
they wanted me. She ended up explaining herself, and then I said, yeah, see, and I said, you needed a job. I have a job. They, they needed, they need me to do my job. So I'm not going to explain because I'm ghetto and I talk a certain way that I got to be, I'm not going to do, I don't like you said in the beginning, you're not going to be fake. You should always be authentic to the person that you want. Well, you can't cartwheel for nobody, man. But that cartwheel shit, man, not everybody's built for that. No. Oh, yeah, you put up that fake wall. It's going to come down eventually. Yeah, man, fuck that. But I this is my interview like, with who have the El Paso. Well, I'm still going to call him El Paso legend. That's what he's known here. Uh, Power 102, the biggest radio station here. But I was from 104, too. Power 104. Power 104, got like DJ Javi now. Cause I did. That's my friend. Don't try to say nothing crazy. All I was going to say was y'all just had a DJ battle over at Funk Myers a few months ago. I hosted that. Yes, he did. I was there. Okay. I was watching. <laughs> all right. I was there. See? Uh, that's all I was going to do. Was it, I was going to say they had a DJ battle, which they're trying to do another. Another DJ battles. This is the fifth one. The fifth one? Yes. Well, You've been know. doing this shit for a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay, my bad. I'll make sure, even my if bad. I'm not here, I'll make sure you come around. Thank you. That. Let me know. Because I just hooked up with Lady Dubois. And, uh, That's, I mentor her. Yeah, okay, okay. See, I'll a small girl. So I just met her and she DJ one of my shows for me. Nice. Yeah, so. Like, I just was like, on her show, or her TV show uh, last week. Yes, with uh, the, the Howard family. Yeah, yeah. I just watched it too. See? Yeah, so we all working together. We all working together. I want to thank you so much for coming out and talking with me and meeting me. We Facebook friends already, so we, he gonna help support me, mentor me, hopefully, um, put me on a good platform. And remember, if you didn't get anything out of this interview, authentic. Be true to yourself. That's what we do here. Got to. Yes. So I'll see y'all later. It's been nighttime shit. Time, time for me to go two. get drunk. I know, right? I'm right behind her. <laughs> y'all be easy. Love y'all. That was fun. Thank you. Now I'm about to stop it. So, <laughs> no. there we go. Uh, so, all you have to do is just.